0: Father, we worship you, we praise you, and Lord, this morning, oh, we recognize your presence. God, we recognize your presence. I thank you, Lord, that this service has never been and will never be dictated by a program or by timing. We want it to be dictated by you. And what you want to do. Father, I do pray that, that one day we'll be able to have the equipment to put the first part of the service on, on live as well. Cause they, they never can know when we're gonna go live because of what you're doing in the worship. But God, thank you. Thank you for your presence so heavy in this place. I come against anything that would dare distract. In Jesus' name and by the power of his blood. Father, do your will in Jesus' name. Now it's interesting. Um, as you learn the Lord's voice, there are just really awesome things that he does for you. Okay, and it, This is a silly one. But I just I just want to put it out there because it was so real, so true. If you remember last week when I preached, I sat down because I wasn't feeling good at all. I still blame that on Michael, to be honest with you. <laughs> he, made you eat those he made me eat those peanuts. Yes, he did. But I was really, really sick. And the Lord told me, first of all he told me why which that part I'm not going to share with you it was was part of the warfare going on last week but but he told me you'll be fine Thursday morning I said okay so meanwhile I'm going to the doctor right and I'm getting all these tests all these nasty tests done which I figured would take about 24 hours okay how wrong I was right they took well over a week so so up through Wednesday night and through the night, I'm, I'm just in pain, I'm, I'm sick, I, just nothing's going right in my body. And come Thursday morning, I wake up and it's gone. It's gone. And I, I'm telling you, it, it was like the difference between night and day. Technically it was. Nights a day. <laughs> right? But it was so different. I wake up in the morning and... and uh, and that pain was gone. Everything was different. And and the night before, um, Jeff had come up and, and my dad had come up. And uh, I can't remember if there was somebody else there as well. But they, they uh, I told them, well, go ahead and pray for me because I'm going to be good by the morning. So go ahead and pray. And they prayed for me and they, they prayed a cleansing of my body and everything else. And, and, and so I wake up Thursday morning. I'm feeling great. Still haven't heard from the doctor, by the way. Okay? Didn't hear from the doctor all day Thursday. Friday morning, I finally get a call from the doctor. And and this call, I, I didn't pick it up. I, I was, I can't remember if I was in a meeting or whatever, whatever I was, but... I, I so I go back and I listen to the message and uh Mr. Twiddell, we got your results back and you need to you need to get over to the pharmacy as quickly as you can because we have antibiotics waiting for you. You did test positive for bacterial uh what are those things called? Parasites. Awesome. I could have used that information a week ago. But I feel fine. And see, I want you to know, when the Lord tells you something, when you have learned His voice and you know Him, when He has told you something, you can count on the fact of that being true. That's not about prophecy. That's about relationship. (coughs) Him telling me I'd be good Thursday morning wasn't so I could tell the world it'll be okay. Come Thursday morning, I'll be fine. Had nothing to do with that. He was basically telling me, stop being a baby. Okay, you're gonna be fine Thursday morning. There's a reason for this up until then. And this is the relationship that he wants to develop with each of us. There's nothing special about my hearing. What's special is my heart. What's special is my desire for him. My my openness to say, Lord, everything's yours. Every piece of me is yours. There's not a soul in this room. There's not a soul listening online that does not have that very same exact opportunity. Because that's what he wants. It's not a lottery system. I'll put in my name and, and hopefully I'll get picked for this relationship. So I can hear the voice of God. It's not that at all. It's like, here's an open invitation. Come to me. But i got to tell you, there's a cost. There's a cost to that relationship. And most in this room understand that because they've paid dear cost. But I want to tell you that in this relationship... You also can't fake the Lord out. You can't say words that sound really good and expect Him to believe the words rather than your heart. He wants the yearning of your heart. I want to read you something. There's a there's a group of us that uh, that God had put together as a, as a prayer group. I, I mean, before it's it started, before we were ever ever a church or anything else. And this this prayer group, God God uses so often to um, teach us things, to reprimand, to love, to just overwhelm. And last Sunday night, we, we were together, and the Lord manifested. And I I'm not going to share the whole thing with you, but I'm going to share what he shared with us at the beginning, because he told me to. I want you to listen to these words. These words were from Jesus. It was to us that were there, but it was to the bride as a whole. It is to this church. He specifically told me to read this to you. So, understand this is for you. Jesus said, There's a flatness tonight. Not in everybody, but in a lot of people. Some prayers had no purpose. Not that they weren't heard, but you filled your prayers with fluffy things that you thought sounded good. It's okay for just your normal day-to-day conversations with me, because sometimes what happens in your day is fluff. It's true, but when you're here, I don't need fluff. If you want me to come, I don't need fluff. You could pray for 15 minutes, and it sounds so eloquent or so beautiful, but it can be complete fluff. Sometimes the prayers that only last a minute, but that you give everything and pour everything into, are the ones that will draw me here. So if you pray with fluff, if you pray without purpose, then you'll leave here empty. I made a promise and I intend to keep it, but you have to hold up your end of the bargain. You have to pray with intent. You say that you want me here, but do you? I stand on my promises and you know that. But I'm not going to come if your hearts aren't fully engaged. As the weight of the day can land on your shoulders. But I don't need you to pray for 10 minutes thinking that you're going to get out of it. Thinking that it's going to continue to keep going and somehow go away. It will only go away with me. Words are just that. Words, unless there's a meaning behind it. When I say, I love you, I mean it. When I say that I will come every single time, I mean it. If I just said, love you, I'll come every time. Which one would you rather hear? It's the same with me. I love each and every single one of you. I gave everything because I love you. I would do it over and over and over again. Because that's how much I love you. I can lift every single burden every one like that. But you have to truly ask. Don't want me just because I made a promise. Want me because if I don't come, it's like you lose a little bit of yourself. I'm going to make that promise again. I will show up every single time. Every single time. But want me to show up. Will me to be here. You see, it's our hearts that draw him. It's our desire that draws him. It doesn't matter where you're at. It doesn't matter what place your life is in. Your heart is what draws him. David's heart is what drew him to David as a young man. There's no age limit, there's no beginning age limit to drawing him into where we are. Simple desire. You know, it just hit me so hard when he said, when he gave the contrast of how you say something. The words can be the same, but how you say it makes such a difference. You know, if you're talking to a friend and, yeah, it'd be cool if you come over. Versus, oh man, it would be so cool if you would come over. I mean, how would you receive that? The second one, you'd be like, okay, let me work this out. I'm going to get there because I know they need me. And that's what Jesus is saying. Don't you think I'm the, I'm the same way? I hear the intent of your heart. He he was the one who ridiculed the, the Pharisees by going in their prayer closets and just praying these repetitive prayers. You know, sometimes we fall into that same category. You know, now I, I don't hear it really on the prayer call. I think our hearts are being cried out on that prayer call. I think, I think you know, when you're on that prayer call, you know people's hearts. If we want him, I'm telling you right now, he wanted me to read this this morning because this was not just a promise to that group of people last Sunday night. This is a promise to everybody in this room. If you want him with you, Cry out to him. That's why he came this morning. Could you feel that? Could you feel that? It was, the the atmosphere was palpable. I, I I wasn't sure. I knew he was coming. I wasn't sure how it was going to happen. Because I'm thinking you want me to read this to them, and yet, Lord, <laughs> they're already doing it. They're crying out for you. They want you. They desire you. He will never fail to come when that's the case. Individually and corporately. But see, it's tougher corporately. That's why he wants us to learn this. Because as a remnant body rising up, the power is not in our numbers. Thank the Lord. The power is in our desire for him. And when you fuel that together with others who desire him, guess what? Boy, there's something about to happen. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. Who in here came this morning? I don't, it doesn't really matter if he shows up. I don't need that so much this morning. I'm doing good today. Wow, you're in the wrong church if that's how you feel. Yeah. Praise God, no, no hands went up. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. No, I think you're here because you're hungry. And when you're hungry, you get around people that are hungry. It's just a fact. I remember Bill Johnson saying that one time when I was listening to him preach and he, he said, he said, if I want the Holy Spirit, I go to where I see the Holy Spirit being, being just brought out into the atmosphere it's the same thing as saying if I'm hungry I'm going to go to places with people that are hungry the beautiful thing is God's raising up those people all over those, those online you don't have to come over to America to find this little group that's so hungry first of all you're connecting with us now By the way, don't call me on messenger. (laughs) I I don't even answer them anymore. I I get hundreds of calls a day and, and I don't even look at it anymore. So please don't take offense to that. But we're connected with you. Those of you in Pakistan that reach out to me every day, we're connected with you. We may not know your situation. You may not know ours. But we're connected with you. Because Jesus Christ connects us in our hearts. Something going on, guys. There's something going on. He wants us to be a part of it. This this picture that you see behind me, this was the only... (laughs) When he gave me this picture last night, he said, church in the crosshairs. And he gives me this picture. I thought, okay, I'll put a church in the crosshairs. I wasn't sure where he was going to go with it, because I didn't know if what that was was against the bride, or that the bride was being targeted. But I could tell you this, if he to turn to Leviticus, we'll see where he takes it. Turn to Le- Leviticus chapter 20. He showed me this this morning. We're going to begin at verse 22, but now in this it's talking about Israel and talking about going into the promised land and some of the promises that the Lord makes to Israel. Israel. But what He showed me this morning is to use this as an example of what He is doing to the Gentiles who have been grafted in. The very thing that He is saying here, He is saying to His remnant right now. Mark those words. Those are from God. Let's go through it. Beginning verse 22. You shall therefore keep all My statutes, and all my rules and do them, that the land where I am bringing you to live may not vomit you out. Now, now by the way, let me, let me back up, give a little bit more insight to this as, as we're reading it, because I want you to have picture references as we're reading through this. Okay? As you're taking this in as the remnant body of Christ, specifically here in the United States, Okay? I'm not saying it doesn't apply other nations. That's, That's not my point. But what he was reading was for us, right here, what he's doing in the United States. Where he is going to place us is what this is going to refer to as that land. And the favor that he is going to pour out is what is going to happen to the bride here in the United States, and ultimately the world, but that's what he's comparing to his children right here. As we read that, just keep that in your mind. So let me start again. Verse 22. You shall therefore keep all my statutes and all my rules and do them, that the land where I am bringing you to live may not vomit you out. And you shall not walk in the customs of the nation that I am driving out before you, For they did all these things, and therefore I detested them. But I have said to you, you shall inherit their land, and I will give it to you to possess, a land flowing with milk and honey. I am the Lord your God, who has separated you from the peoples. You shall therefore separate the clean beast from the unclean, and the unclean bird from the clean. You shall not make yourselves detestable by beast, or by bird, or by anything with which the ground crawls, which I have set apart for you to hold unclean. Get verse 26. You shall be holy to me, for I the Lord am holy, and have separated you from the peoples, that you should be mine. And then it seems like he just switches his thought process 180. And he says, a man or a woman who is a medium or a necromancer shall surely be put to death. They shall be stoned with stones. Their blood shall be upon them. Father, speak your words, not mine. Your will be done. Speak through me your will, Father, in Jesus' name. There's something going on here, guys. And when I say here, I mean the United States i got to tell you, we're, we're now two days away from these midterm elections. And I know, just like two years ago, everybody's freaking out. The media's all freaking out. But understand, God has this entire thing in His hand. He has it in His hand. What He began, that good work He began, He will complete. He will complete. I'm telling you that his plan will not be driven backward come Tuesday. I believe the media has it all wrong. Again. Kind of hoping it will hurt their bottom line. Again. (laughs) But God is going to put the people into place that will perform his will. Because what he's going to push forward is his agenda. And not humans, not ours, but his. Because we said, Lord, your will be done. Your will. Not my will, your will. When we say that and we give him our hands and we give him our feet, what's he going to do? Man, he's just been waiting for groups of people that said that and meant it. Because you have an entire world that has been dominated, and and please understand me when I'm saying this, that is dominated by the enemy. By the very witchcraft that I grew up thinking, eh, you don't talk about that. (laughs) If you don't talk about it, it's just not really real. Boy, that was the greatest gift the church ever gave Satan, was just to stop pointing out truth. Well, that's done. That's done. You see it all over the globe. Not just with us. You see it all over the globe where he is not getting away with what he got away with before. I think one of the most significant things of this last battle... That 48-hour period over Halloween was that there were declarations, and continuing, by the way, declarations being made that all of the enemy, the human element of the enemy, do you understand what I'm saying? The human element of the enemy will be made manifest. They will be shown some will come out and say it themselves because they'll feel that is the best thing to do for their cause you're already seeing it guys i mean just a few years ago you never would have seen somebody on on cnn or fox or whatever who is a satanist and they're there to tell you what they believe you you just wouldn't have seen it cuz they didn't know, they didn't want people to know Now, not only do you see this happening, I mean, you certainly see it in entertainment. That's been there for years. But now you see these groups coming out and saying, hey, we're going to advertise the fact that we want to curse Judge Kavanaugh, Justice Kavanaugh. So we're going to let everybody know it. We're going to go through the media media systems, and and we're just going to draw you in. Mark these words. That's going to happen more and more and more, You're going to see celebrities. I won't say her name, but I, I'm telling you there's one that's about to come out. It won't surprise, at least this group, it won't surprise us about her, but it's going to surprise the heck out of the world. But she's going to come out, and she's going to proclaim witchcraft. And I'll tell you what, this is going to happen over and over and over again. Why? Why? Because now they're emboldened to do it? No. It's because they're desperate. Last thing Satan wants is to be known. But now they're coming to a point where His power, their power is dwindling. Do you understand that? It is dwindling. Why? Because the power in Jesus Christ filled, fused by the Holy Spirit through His bride is Finally recognizing it. It's not because of us. It's because we just say yes. So then if we ask for eyes to see and ears to hear, will he give us a stone? No, guess what he does. He takes it. He says, okay, okay, I got to get you ready. Let me get you ready to actually be able to handle what you're about to hear. Let me get you ready to handle what you're about to see. Because when I do open your eyes, when I do open your ears, I need you to react to it. I don't need you to run away from it. I need you to run at it. Go after it. You know, I feel differently. The Lord's laid this heavy on my heart and I'm I'm about to probably lose a lot of friends. That's fine. We'll
1: still be your friend. Yeah.
0: woo I feel differently, and the Lord has laid it so heavy on my heart, I feel differently about the the physical enemy in this world. Those who would come against Jesus Christ knowing what they're doing, knowing what they're doing, They are enemies of Jesus Christ. They are enemies of his people. Well, yeah, but Greg, what about love? We're supposed to love them. I do. I will love them up until the point that their life is taken. And I mean that. Because it's coming to that point. There will be a line drawn in the sand to witchcraft where they will make a choice. And in that choice, will be the decision of their very physical lives. I declare it, I proclaim it in Jesus' name. It will happen. Because the readying of the bride demands it. What we just read demands it. Do you think it was by accident that God is declaring this to Israel in what they need to do, in that they need to have relationship with Him and be holy before Him and give Him their entire yes. And He will give them this land and put them in control because He filters through them of everything around them. Oh, and by the way, let me declare this at the very end. Witchcraft will be destroyed. Amen. Why? It's because That is what has come against it forever. For years they have hidden in obscurity. Not anymore. They're being forced out. They may even think it's their choice to come out. It's not. They have no choice they will be exposed. They will be exposed. But it is our job, if you will, when we give God our hands, we give Him our feet, we give Him our mouths, it's our job not to take those things back. See, it's our job to do exactly what God tells us to do. I want to read something Jim sent me. Just there at the end, I think I think it was during the last song, or at least that's when I saw it. The Lord is saying, and He put, quote, Just as I surrender to die and take on all of your sins, I see you and know your surrendered hearts. What I am doing in you right now is where my bride will be soon. Remember what I have done in you, and I hold you responsible... Listen to this. I hold you responsible to share your story. You need to lay down your fears of sharing because too many people are lost right now that you know. I've created you not to just, not just to have relationship with me, but bring others into this relationship by the words of your testimony. Amen. Amen. See, don't think you can just sit there as a part of this and say, well, it doesn't really apply to me because let me give my list of ten things why I can't do that. If you think that way, you have already missed the pathway. Already. Already. Because every single one of you, as we said at the beginning, every single one of you has the same opportunity as anybody else. We all have a mouth. We all have ears. We all have our yes that we can give God. Then he could choose from those tools to work how he wants to work. That's how he intends for the bride to work together. I'll tell you what else. There, There is, oh wow. The Lord's been just showing me so much about this lately. And uh, Father, just if I start saying something you don't want me to, just shut my mouth. What is coming is dramatic change in this country. And it's going to look scary. It's going to look scary. What will result from Tuesday is going to look scary. Because it will not bring peace. It will bring violence. Understand, it will ramp up the enemy toward that very violence. Don't be afraid of that. Expect it. Be eager for it. I don't mean the violence. But remember, the violence is the exposure. Begin to recognize that. The violence will expose. It's going to look like it gets a lot worse before it gets better. And the reason why is for the very things that we're praying for night after night after night, and that's exposure. If someone's heart who worships Satan is everything that Satan is, what do you think will be produced when that is, has a light shown on it, and it's no longer a secret? <laughs> Now what if you take that same person and you put them and they're in a place of leadership that is globally dominant? Then what? It's gonna seem like havoc, guys. But I want you to understand God is in control. God's in full control. Don't be afraid. There will be martial law coming. Not everywhere. But in places that these things rise up, martial law will come. And and by the way, for those of you who don't know what martial law is, martial law is is a simple way of controlling a crowd. It's it's having a curfew and it's having armament (laughs) there that is a deterrent. Don't be afraid of that. That is on our side. Trust me, that is on God's side. But it's going to be used. Don't be afraid of it. Pray for it. Because it will come as a result of the exposure. Now I'm not saying it's coming next week, but I've got to tell you, a big part of me believes it is. I won't won't declare that the Lord has told me a time frame, because he has not. There's some things he has told me a time frame of. Not this. But there is nothing in its way now, but get excited, I'm so beyond excited, I can't even tell you, and, and if you have the heart of a warrior, then it's going to excite you too, because you don't move forward without confrontation, that's why he put this last verse in here, a man or a woman who is a medium or a necromancer, or those who who are are in witchcraft, shall surely be put to death. They shall be stoned with stones. Their their blood shall be upon them. He pointed that out because it's a war. Yeah, but you shouldn't you shouldn't you know have ill will for anybody. You know, you're gonna have a real hard time proving that, I don't know, unless you cut out about 80% of the Word of God. Because love is different than apathy. I can't be apathetic to what the enemy is trying to do against my best friend. How did David react? How do you think David reacted? By the way, don't use the excuse of Saul. Well, he, he, he just, you know, he didn't want to hurt Saul because God was, Saul was God's anointed, yet Saul was also a believer. There's a difference there. Saul was not one who worshiped Satan. Saul was, Saul was, he was intro, he he was selfish. He cared about himself. But he was still a believer in the one true God. <laughs> David would never lift a hand against him. But look at everything else David would lift a hand against. <laughs> and and by the way, in a subversive way, he went and he he literally went to live with the Philistines when Saul was after him and all that. He goes to live with the Philistines just so he... They think he's good and he has these opportunities to just wipe everybody out. Now, you got, you got one of two ways of thinking there. Either, either David was off his rocker and what he did was wrong, which that you can't prove in the Word of God even a little bit, or God told him to do it, which is exactly what the Word of God says. Why? Because David's enemies were God's enemies. Right. Mm-hmm. David's heart was a heart after God. And he said, if you, here, I will give you a choice. I will give you a choice. Bow your knee to the one true God. Or your knee will come to the ground because I've cut it off. And I will take your life. Where's the bride? In that. You don't hear them. Even those that are willing to talk about the enemy would never say that we're to go after the enemy. By the way, I'm not talking about go kill people. Please understand that. Don't mix up my words. Don't mix up my thoughts. I'm not saying go grab a witch and tell them if they don't believe, you're going to take their life. That would make you a murderer. Okay? Okay? That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is what the Lord has told me. He said, Greg, I will have you declare against them if they do not choose him. And we have done that. It's not my job to take their life. But God will. We've seen it. We've seen it happen. All I'm saying is that when you're in a war, you become the hands and feet that God wants to use. So don't limit him on what he wants to do. This is a different time that we're in, guys. The world has never seen what's about to happen. The world has never seen the readying of the bride. It's never happened. Ever since Pentecost, when the church, when the bride was first started, it has never happened. But it is going to, and it's already begun. This will not be an easy process, but it will be a glorious, glorious process. I mean, think about what we experienced just, I don't know what, an hour ago in here. Was that a result of warfare? No. It was a result of desire, of desiring God so strongly that we just wanted him. But yet, we're plopped right in the middle of warfare. Warfare hasn't left us. Got news for you. It's not going to for a long time. That's okay, because it can't touch us. (laughs) Sorry, Lord popped that song into my mind. Can't touch this. (laughs) Don't think he doesn't have a sense of humor. Huh? (laughs) Yeah, no. I don't even think I could, but I'm pretty sure you would have to have those pants on to do it. I I, I sadly have to admit I had a pair of those when I was there. Yes, we'll back up the tape and erase that one. But God, just don't be afraid. Don't be afraid of what he's doing. Don't be afraid and understand your responsibility. By the way, your responsibility is to be there on Tuesday and vote. Don't assume it's somebody else's responsibility because it's not only your responsibility, it's your right. It's your right. You get to. You get to make your voice count. So don't pull back from that. Don't let anything get in the way of voting. And this pulpit will not be like other pulpits. You will understand the opinions That the Lord gives me. Okay. Forgive me for saying this. But don't vote your wallet. Vote the word of God. Vote the word of God. If there is anybody on that ballot. That believes in abortion. There's no consideration guys. There's That's like a stop point right there. There's no consideration. Now the sad part is, what we need to be praying is that God raises up people with a clear mindset of His will. Because over the next six years, you are going to see some fundamental changes. You are going to see a change in Roe v. Wade. I've said this before. The Lord's told me this. It's not going to actually be Roe v. Wade that gets reversed. It's going to be bigger than that. It's going to be a constitutional amendment that says life begins at conception. And when that becomes a constitutional amendment, everything else just automatically becomes illegal. (coughs) That's going to happen within the next six years. Another thing that I believe will happen within the next six years is that gay marriage will be done with. See, Satan's first attack was to tear apart the family. And he began doing that, I mean, decades and decades ago. That will stop. That will stop when the bride raises up, knowing who the bride is in Christ. And knowing who the family is in Christ. See, these are foundations in the Word of God. Why do we think that our country is so out of whack in their thinking? It's because they don't go by the Word of God. By the way, understand something. It was our, th- our forefathers that came to this country seeking religious freedom. Okay. Not, not freedom where there be no religion in the government. Just the opposite. No government in the religion. Because that's what was going on where they ran from. But I want you to understand God's purpose. See, this country may say in its laws, in its constitution, that everybody has the right to believe and to worship how they want. Which is true. Doesn't make it true, though. Because there is one God, and there is one Messiah, who came and died on the cross, living a perfect life as a man, rose from the grave three days later, lives at the right hand of the Father. There is only one. And although this country allows the worship of any, I'm declaring this country will become one nation under the God again. Because that's how it began. That was the original purpose of this country. You're already starting to see that rock. You saw it two years ago. I, I pulled up, it was funny, you know how Facebook sends you this, oh, remember when? I I pulled up this video that I sent out and it must have been like three days before the the election in 2016. And Alexa and I were listening to it and and we just thought, wow, we could just repost that again. (laughs) Because it's the same thing now. Don't listen to the noise. Listen to the Lord's voice. Trust in what He's doing. By no means be afraid. Just the opposite. Get excited. Get excited. I mean, I'll i say this, but watch Florida. I don't know why he wants me to say that, but watch Florida. Watch what happens in Florida. Because it's going to surprise you. I think it's going to surprise the snot out of the media. Watch what happens in Indiana. Watch what happens in Texas. Watch what happens in some of these states where, well, we got this blue wave coming. They're going to be surprised. Because, see, you can't get in the way of a God that is being summoned by His people to use them however he wants to use them. There's nothing that could stop that. Nothing in this in this earth, of this earth or of the satanic realm, can't even begin to stop it. We've seen that ourselves. This last Halloween period, God said, this is your first act of offense in this human realm against witchcraft. Now I'm still waiting on, on a summary report that we prayed for. <laughs> I mean, we we had some some amazing amazing stories of things that happened. But I, I like I like a little bullet report like, you know, this many were saved, this many you know, whatever. This is how bad he got messed up. And Lord, please send video. But it, it, it all comes back to just wanting him. By the way. This is something, too, and I'm going to close with this. Wanting him. (laughs) Lord, I don't know why you had me do this picture, but I really believe. No, I will say, say one statement about that, that he just reminded me. For those of you who were here last Wednesday, you heard this. When Jesus came and manifested and he spoke, what did he say? I want to remind you. What he said was that Satan's throne is crumbling, right? Do you remember that? Satan's throne is crumbling. And when it disintegrates, which it is about to, he will look to place his throne in the bride. Did that surprise anybody? It surprised me. It surprised me. Because see, the bride is not what the world thinks of as the church. There are many people that call themselves Christians that are not part of the bride. So to say, you know, he's gonna go seat himself on, on, you know, this religious system that doesn't really believe in salvation, I expect that. But that he's gonna try and seat his throne with the bride, that one threw me. That made me mad. Because what that is, is trying to infiltrate and take advantage of the bride, simulating what Jesus Christ is. And he was telling us, because it was a call to arms. See, the bride has to grow and become strong in the Lord's voice. So that he can't even come close to that throne. And, and if I remember correctly, I think it, at the end Jesus said, and he won't. Right? Am I right? I think, I think that was the case. Cause I know he won't. I, I, I think I speak for everybody, but I know I speak for myself when I say with every last breath in my, in my body, I will fight to keep that throne available. To Jesus Christ whose throne it is. And I know each of you feel the same. So again, that's why I believe the crosshairs were on the church. Those are Satan's crosshairs. He wants that throne. God makes it real simple though. It comes back to how much we want him we talked about this at the very beginning and I'll close in this that how much you want him is what will draw him this is on a corporate level which we experienced this morning, we experience on the prayer call, we experience every other Saturday morning when we have gifts meetings, we experience it when we come together, you bring a bunch of hungry people together, guess what happens you're going to experience God but it's also personally, and I, I, I'm i not going to tell this story because I don't want to take it. Maybe she'll, she'll explain it to you when she comes up here. But the other day, Alexis was pressing into him and pressing in. And, and I, I know because I accidentally walked in the door <clears throat> and she just was totally oblivious to me being there. And I backed back out because it was clear to me that something was going on. But in her time, just her personal time, herself, she just wanted him so bad. It wasn't these fluffy words. It was just, I want you. I want you. I want you. I want you to be with me. And I'll let her if she wants to tell you what happened, but he took her somewhere. He took her somewhere profound and intimately held her hand through the whole process because she just wanted him she just wanted him he has that available to every single one of us every single one of us you you just have to want him guys my prayer life is it, you'd be you'd really be shocked if if you knew my real prayer life because i i talk to god constantly but but it's not with these chosen words like like this morning when, when I was downstairs worshiping before I came here, I just kept saying, I love you, I love you, I love you, I love you. You overwhelm me. I love you. I love you. I just want to be with you. I want nothing else. I love you. By by the way, by the way, God, I love you. <laughs> Do you get it? I love you. See, it, it, it comes from your heart. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, we worship you. We praise You, God. You are an amazing Father. You're a good, good Father. And and God, we want Your will. We desire to be with You. We desire You to be with us. We just want Your will, God. We just want Your will. And so I pray for each person in here this morning. I pray, Lord... That you show the connection between them personally and you. Oh, put a smile on their face. Just put a smile on their face. Knowing. I I, I see, I see this picture of you right now just putting out your hands. (laughs) You got a big smile on your face. We love you, Jesus. We love you so much. You are always desired in this place. Not just welcome, but we want you. With, we pray with intent because we desire you. In Jesus' precious name, amen.
1: What a powerful reminder today. Um, I, my heart is probably yours was just overflowing with so much um, I um, the desire is not to get you stirred up so that you can leave service and be like that was a great word and then go on into the cares of this life this is a charge to just you know be fueled for everything for this afternoon for lunch for after that for tonight for the prayer call the next two nights um, such an important time to unite together on the prayer call, especially in light of the midterms. Yes. But one thing that, that the Lord just kept saying over and over again um, in my heart regarding this message, especially with some of the things that are, are forecast, and not just by Greg, but by many, many, many voices that the Lord has revealed it and many of you. He's confirmed it in your heart today, um, is This issue of separating—and I said it again for the women downstairs—but separating the facts from the truth. See, we are to walk in the truth. That's that's the walk of the believer is to walk in the truth in our the freedom of the truth. But there are facts around us that, when you only look at it through your flesh, can look pretty grim. And and even as it pertains to to the political climate of the world, you know, people look and and so many Christians struggle. With the facts about our president. His language. His manner. His demeanor. His past. His, you know, some of his personal choices. They see these things that may be facts. But they don't see the truth. The truth of what God is doing. And and one of the examples that we used that was so good. Whether it be CPR or detoxing. If, if I'm detoxing off of a drug that's got to come out of me. It might not feel good. I would determine that, that factually, I feel terrible. This is not good. This is not good. I feel terrible. But the truth is, if I'm detoxing off a drug that needs to come out of my body, it is good. Amen. You see? So we have to be able to discern through the Holy Spirit, our guide into all truth, okay? John 14. We have to be able to discern the truth. And that's really what, what this is about, just a reminder that, um, that we have to see through the eyes of truth. And that even pertains to love, and sometimes the hard word that you have to share um, in love. Love is uh, has got to be determined by truth. You know, Satan has corrupted love, and that's what has distorted everything. Yeah. Satan corrupts so many things that are godly, and he's distorted it in the bride, which is why there's been so many powers. One of the things that I did want to just add that has been a bit of a buzzword in the media today, uh, which is a, as a, t- a tactic of the enemy to try to. Uh, seat, ultimately seat Satan in the throne of, of God in, in the bride is this, uh, this term called Christian witches. And it's basically people who are, um believers but who are resisting that the church tells them how to worship and how to encounter experiences with the divine. They use a lot of these hyper-spiritual words. Yet not professing the one and only true God, and um, this woman that that uh, is at my place uh, of work, um, the Lord revealed to me that she is a, a bold practicing witch, and uh, and I happened to say something about a lady, another woman had given me an article about the pastor that was freed and uh, was brought to the White House, and he and his wife right there. In the Oval Office prayed and asked the Holy Spirit to come upon, you know, Donald Trump. It was a beautiful prayer. Many of you saw that moment on the, in the media. And so I was just referring to the article. I said, oh, you brought me this article. Another lady did. And I said, this is wonderful. And, and, um, I said, it's so important that we pray for the president. And, and the, the, the woman that, that the Lord revealed who she was to me, she spoke up and she said, well, it's very important that he receive prayers from all the faiths. That's actually what he really needs. And I was like, Oh, no, you didn't. I said, actually, he only needs one because there's only one God, and it's Jesus Christ. And she physically backed away from me. And she backed away from me. It was very interesting, I thought. Yes, right? Holy Spirit's now. That's right. But it was, you know, the thing is, is we've got to have a voice. And it didn't have to be, it wasn't said snarky. It wasn't with an attitude. It was just speaking truth. Speaking truth to her. Mm-hmm. Don't sit by and, and let your testimony be silenced. Right. How do we overcome the enemy? From, from Revelation 10. We overcome by the blood of Jesus, praise God, by the word of our testimony. And then honestly, that last part that says, and, and loving not our lives unto death, that is, just shorten all that praise to just saying, and our yes. Yeah. Our yes. Our yes yeah. to Him fully with no limitations. That is the way to walk in the overcoming power of jesus christ so what a great reminder if you do want to hear the story of where jesus took me it will be on tuesday night so, i'm not going to tell you today. so it's a stay tuned moment no but uh i'm gonna i'm gonna just uh share that i won't i won't get into that right now but um it was extraordinary and um and just uh and god even told me afterwards he said you know i it, you won't always have experiences like this it's not about the high of an experience and and where that was and it was both glorious and frightening but he said he said, "But I want you to know that these are the results when you press in Amen. you know it's like when you press in, expect the unexpected expect that god's gonna show up in a way that may go way beyond the box of your religious you know." perception and context and understanding because uh, I never ever would have imagined that was a possibility um, except for some freak dream that I would have while I'm sleeping but to to experience you know in my senses in my human senses what was actually happening it was a really real experience so um, I do want to just give you a couple-